Hey, Being at Work listeners. Today's episode is super special for a couple of reasons. First of all, we have officially made it to 100 episodes of Being at Work. What an incredible accomplishment to have captured 100 stories from leaders, 100 pivotal moments. And through the process, we've been reminded of the importance of leaning into and staying in the hard stuff. That is where growth happens. So to celebrate how far we've come, we are re-releasing my very first conversation, my very first interview with a very special guest, Natalie Wilkinson, the General Manager of Strategic Business Management at Toyota. It's a big role with a big title. But more important, Natalie is an incredible leader and an amazing human being. And how appropriate that we're highlighting this episode. It's as all about trusting yourself. So whatever you're currently leading through, trust yourself. You are good. A unique, once-in-a-lifetime gift. So let Natalie's story serve as an important reminder to trust yourself above all else. Take a listen. I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. Today's leadership lessons come from Natalie Wilkinson, the General Manager of Corporate Strategy and Planning for Toyota North America. Have you ever thought to yourself, there's no way I can do this? Well, Natalie did, but she continued to push through, as she always does. I've known Natalie for 20 years, and never once have I heard her blame or complain. She always shows up with positivity and a big-picture perspective. Throughout her years and promotions at Toyota, Natalie's reflected on the value of getting to know her team and learning their roles, which therefore built their trust in her as a leader. In this episode, you'll hear about a pivotal moment in Natalie's career when she started trusting herself. Listen in to hear how it impacted her career. So Natalie, tell us a little bit about your career journey at Toyota. Yes. Hi, Andrea. Well, I started at a Toyota around 19 years ago, and uh, I started at the manufacturing plant in Toyota, Indiana, which is right outside of Princeton. I worked there for several years uh, in the PC production control area and then rotated into manufacturing. Uh, recently, around uh, a little over two years ago, I was approached to uh, transfer to a position at our North American headquarters, which I am currently located at now, uh, which is right outside of Dallas in Plano, Texas. So I've been here working uh, as a chief of staff for the executive team and then was recently promoted into the um, GM of corporate strategy and planning, which is kind of mid to long-term strategic initiatives for the company. And I have been doing that now for around two or three months. Thanks for that background. That's really helpful. It's just amazing how you're in the right time at the right place and things end up working out as they do. And so now you're in, now you're in Dallas and the last couple of years have been a lot of travel and a lot of transition. And 
you know, on this show, we discuss the human part of HR by honing in on life-changing or defining moments. And knowing you so well, and you mentioned your resilience, you know, I, I wanted to have you on and talk to us about a moment in your career through through that journey where you really leaned in and grew as a leader. Any, any particular story or situation come to mind? Um, yeah, I actually have two where I would say they were significant uh, career transformations um, within my time here so far. And the first one, uh, I'll go into it a little bit, was when I was still at in Indiana. And I, like I said, I had hired into a protection control position and I managed a small group of about uh, 10 to 12 specialist professionals and um, managed an office environment setting. And I was approached as a career growth opportunity to rotate from that comfortable environment I had been in for seven or eight years where I had done most of the jobs in it and knew most of the ins and outs of, of what each person was doing every day to actually go to the production floor and manage 400 people in a weld shop, um, which is where they actually assemble the, the metal body of the vehicle. Um, there are about 400 people, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and about 700 robots to manage. <laughs> you know, I, like I said, I had a marketing degree. I had kind of grown up in the production control world. And when I was approached with this opportunity, the very first thing in my head was, there's no way that I can do that. And you know, I thought about it a lot. And I you know, talked to some of my mentors. And, you know, one of the things that I think is so important for people to understand is, you know, mentors and sponsors are so important in your career journey. A couple of reasons. One, mentors are the people that you can, you know, really go to. What do you think? You know, you know me, you know, you know, you know how I think and what I do. And, and do you encourage me for this? But then the other thing is the sponsors, because they provide some of these opportunities. When they see these leadership roles within the company, you know, you're, you want your name to be on, on in their head when they think of, okay, who would, who would be the right fit for this? So, you know, with that over the, it took me a couple months to actually make that decision to step out of that comfort zone. And, and it was a lot of discussion with both, both my mentors and my sponsors to, to build my own confidence to leap out there and say, Hey, yeah, I can manage a group wow. of engineers. I can, you know, leave 400 people to build bodies every day. <laughs> so of course you can. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't think I could. The very first reaction I had was there's no way. And uh, and I found a way. It took several months. I, you know, there were a couple moments that I just kind of thought, what am I really getting into? And and what I realized, <laughs> I know after a month or so of it, what I realized is your management style is your management style, no matter Kind of where you're doing, where you're doing it, and and what size group you're doing it for, as long as you put people first and you know focus on development, focus on improving people's work conditions, and you know you're you're going to be successful. You if you identify those strengths that you have that you can carry forward in you know in multiple areas. You don't have to be the expert as long as you know how to direct people that are the experts. So that was kind of a, 
I don't know, one of my key milestones, I would say, in my Toyota journey. And, and it was very unconventional as well because of a female. Uh, not only was I not in the year, but I was a female. And shortly after that, I went to a global conference at Toyota, and it was all of the weld representatives from all of the different countries. And there were about 120 weld shop leaders there from all of our different manufacturing sites ac across the globe. And there were two women. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's not, Toyota is uh, very diverse and they, I mean, we've got three plant presidents that are women. So, you know, very unconventional, but that just tells you that there's not a lot of comfort with women in that environment. So, you know, part of that was encouraging more females to, you know, seek out some of those um, non-traditional, um, you know, female roles. And, and that was, I think that was really important. Yeah. One of two women at this global conference. Did you, in the moment, did you notice that? Was that really apparent to you? Uh, actually, it wasn't. Um, I, I don't, I didn't recognize it so much. After the fact, and when you look at the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh. It, it, it sticks hmm. out a little bit. But in the moment, I didn't. Uh, one one time, I, I had to present during the conference. And one time during the presentation, I kind of looked out at the audience and I was like, whoa. But I had I kind of embraced the challenge and, and got comfortable with the content and felt, you know, like I was one of the main players. Earlier, you said your management style is your management style, no matter what position you're in. And that I also think is just how you live your life, right? You are you wherever you go. You're so relational. You connect really quickly to people. So I suspect that even though you're in that challenge kind of moment, you're still showing up as you are and there your strengths are. And so you're making, you're making headway and doing good things as a result. Yeah, I, I think if you're authentic, you you try to be, you know, yourself and bring yourself to work and authentic about what you do. And it, a lot of it's just confidence. It's, it's really digging in. You know, when I took that role and didn't know really what I was doing, the first two months, I just, I spent actually on the floor. I learned a job and on every line, got to know my members, you know, built, built my internal confidence that I could, have the tools I needed to make decisions that that would impact you know this group of people and and part of that was not being afraid to just go step on the you know put my steel toes on and go down and actually build a vehicle you know I I learned the jobs that, that my team members were doing and, and I think that helped me build the relationships with them that I needed to to you know be successful in that role so yeah well no doubt no doubt that built a lot of credibility with them. Well, and a lot of that was, you know, their their advice. I met with them and said, you know, what can I do to, to you know, get onboarded quickly? And what are some things that you wish others would have done? And and it was directed from them, which was, was really good. It was a good lesson to learn. You can seek advice from a lot of different places. Absolutely. Yeah. So, again, building trust with them. You know, one, right. one right. of the things, Natalie, that has always impressed me about you just in life and in your leadership. And I have never heard you complain. You are always someone who shows up with solutions and positivity. And 
But, you know, listening to you, I mean, you, like everyone, you experience a lot of challenging moments and challenging situations. And is that intentional, would you say, for you, that you just always seek what's working and seek the good? Or do you really have to work at that? I'm just, I'm curious about that. I have to work at it. I'm a, I'm a naturally positive person, but as you know, after years and years of challenges, it's hard to continue that. So I have to continue to always think about, you know, what can you control and, and how can you, you know, sometimes the problems just are so big and, and you're faced with it and, and your whole team can get down and because it's such a big challenge. But if you start just kind of whittling away, and that's some of the things that I've learned from, you know, good leaders that I want to emulate, which is, you know, one huge thing to do in your career is to learn what drives people through watching others and then take pieces of that. So I learned a long time ago, team is not going to be successful if if you just, you know, beat them down and, and it's always, you know, this challenge is so big. You just have to take each mile at a time and just, you know, what are the small victories that you can get? And you start building that momentum and you start encouraging people to, you know, look at the positives. Look what we did accomplish, even though we didn't get, you know, the ultimate goal and, and just stair step that. And I think because that's what drives me that, you know, I really had to work on including that as one of my key characteristics of, of my leadership style is what positivity can I bring? What motivation? Without what I did learn quickly, though, <laughs> that sometimes you can be too positive. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Wink, wink. <laughs> I know. And sometimes they can demotivate. I was at a women's conference several years ago and, and someone was, was talking about that. They're like, you know, you got to be a little bit careful because you can also be perceived as, well, she doesn't even think realistic. You know, she's not being realistic about this. And that was another aha moment for me. Then I was like, oh, you know, you have to gauge this a little bit and, you know, make it real and meaningful to people. So, yeah, positivity and, you know, focusing on the good smiles. Smiles are so important. I am. A lot of people on the production floor would would comment that, you know, they really appreciated just a smile walking down the line and and a hello. So I think that's encouraging to people too. It's, you don't have to make huge decisions. I mean, that's helpful, but sometimes a smile is all people need and that's important. For you to understand. Oh gosh, in just these few short minutes, I've gotten several takeaways. I think some of my uh, some of the key takeaways you started with that shift from the office position to the production floor. You know, your immediate reaction was, "There's no way I can do this," but you did, <laughs> and you've continued right to lead through those challenges throughout your career. Just your whole point about my management style is my management style, no matter what position I am. Yeah, wherever you go, there you are with your strengths. The point, the point you made about learning the job of the team and how that built credibility with them and trust with them. You asked for their advice. They wished others would have done. Just what a, what a great, uh, great way to quickly connect and build rapport. Thank you. All right, Natalie, one more question for you. What advice would you give yourself now that you wish you would have had then? Yeah, that is 
so easy. You know, I wish that from the very get-go, I would have realized that, you know, I have a lot of control over my career. And in the beginning, I, and I don't know if it's how I grew up or, you know, my perception of the real world is that somebody, you know, you work really hard every day and somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder and, and give you the next promotion and move you. I wish someone would have said that, you know, you have to get in the driver's seat. You can't make positions open up for you, but you can be prepared and ready for when those opportunities come. And you can raise your hand. You can build relationships. And, you know, documenting your career journey. I didn't even start doing that for like six years. You know, my first six years are kind of was just working and, and not careering. And I think after that, when I started really laying it out, where do I want to go? What do I want my future to be? How does that align with my home life priorities and my family? And, and you know, where do I see this? And, and knowing that I had some control and influence over that, that's what I wish someone would have told me from the get-go. Um, but I learned it eventually, so... Well, and yeah, and now you're in a great position to be a role model and mentor for others. Oh, right. Yes. So true. There's so many early career folks waiting to be told you, right? Waiting to be given the opportunity, like step into it. Right, right. Thank you for that advice. So Natalie, if the audience wants to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way to connect with me would be to just reach out by email. My email is natalie.wilkinson at toyota.com. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.